0: I will go to I will go to hell before I sit here and I watch this country and the world turned over to these savages. I'm done. I'm pissed and I'm not putting up with it anymore. You you pieces of crap. You are the most degenerate, twisted, mentally ill people I've ever seen. I just hope you understand that. Now,
1: welcome to the fucking show.
0: Are you ready? No. I said, oh!
2: It's steel Cage Radio.
0: Inside a steel cage. Steel Cage match raw more war. Two of us will walk in that cage. One of us will walk out. And the man that walks out will be the world heavyweight Woo! wrestling character.
1: The whole. Show. Thank you for tuning in to this Steel Cage Radio Show. I'm your most infamous host, Degenerate John. Ah, no sound effect. It, it is not appropriate for me anymore.
3: <laughs> what do you mean it's not appropriate that you're a degenerate? Yeah, that's true. You're you've turned over a new leaf. I just doesn't you're seem... gentle, John. Now
1: I wouldn't say gentle. <laughs> let's, let's not get fucking carried away. I'm still cursing, <laughs> but
3: gentle, John. I like Snow White with the little birds coming to. Help
1: you with your chores, yes. Fuck well, no. Let's not get carried away either. Anyway. But, yeah, no, I'll come up with Kinder, something.
3: Kinder, gentler John.
1: No, the more mellowed, uh, degenerate John. <laughs> I just don't... Like I said, I I have to admit, I, I, I don't feel like shooting and uh, starting shit on, on this podcast. Uh Big influence, and I'll say it, and not like, you know... I would give credit to another podcast that I started listening to not that long ago. It's the Kevin Gill Show. They, uh, it's a, a podcaster, and he has a huge fucking following. Um, you know, popular. Uh, they discuss, he discusses a lot of pro wrestling. He does a shitload of interviews. How many pro wrestlers go on this guy's show? Wow. But he also does uh, talk about music and whatnot. But the most important factor is the idea of PMA, uh, positive mental attitude. Um, like I said on the last podcast, That's what I promote in my classroom. That's the reflection of who I've become this last year and really try to, you know, focus on the positive and be very positive, uh, focused, and very driven about that. So I just, it doesn't, you know, I want to, you know, I brought the podcast back, but I didn't want to bring all the the crap, the baggage that came along, like the times that I, how many times I had. You know, gotten to wars with Gary Yap. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just came up to mind because I was listening to the random uh, podcast show mm-hmm. with our friends Rick Ellis and, uh, um, oh, God, my and Adam Jones. Sorry, Adam. I just, I just wasn't trying to diss you or anything. I just couldn't come up with your name. it just like my head is just tired. <laughs> huh. So if I do that sometimes, it's because I'm tired, not because I'm trying to be offensive. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, he uh, had... Uh, Gary Yap, and it brought up some memories of how sometimes how great he's a great interview. Gary Yap is a great interview. He is. but sometimes we've also gone into wars. I, I started going through some of our old back catalog, and I was reposting stuff on SoundCloud. I'm going, wow! I went off on Gary Yap, and it was you know with the whole drama with Gary uh, Adams Ginsburg from West Coast Wrestling Company, and all this. stuff. You made a
3: lot of enemies.
1: I did. I I made a lot of enemies. You know what it was? I was I was going for our the. I was probably. You know, What's the word I want to use? I wanted this to become that you were going to be my Robin and I would be the Howard Stern. That was my whole idea is to be mm-hmm. scandalous. Yeah, and that was my biggest influence is to be that douche, you know, be that guy that pushed people's buttons. And it just became tiresome after a while. I just now didn't... you're
3: gentle, John.
1: I am gentle, John. Now I'm still kind of, you know, I'm still... You know, if you push the wrong buttons, I still get pissed off. But it takes a lot longer now. Um, hmm. And most most of the time, I just let shit go. So anyway, Good. Uh, pro- you, know, you know, thank you, so Kevin. So enough
3: about you. Let's get on to the show. Hold on. <laughs> shit. Moving along to you, away from you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to it's hear about fucking you. fucking annoying. <laughs> no one wants to hear about your transformation. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Jesus. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to make a point because those that are probably listening, going, "Wait a minute," he's not t- talking shit about people or you know taking jabs. or going wonder what happened to the old Steel Cage Radio Show? So that one is behind us. But anyway, talking about people talking not shit, not me personally. <laughs> let's talk about Jim Cornette. Yes,
3: let's talk about Jim Cornette. I fucking, that guy went batshit crazy. Oh my for god. 10 I minutes. I am
1: still. I still love Jim Cornette. Uh, it's, it's just sometimes his views are just so fucking out there, like politically <laughs> I, I, I'm on his side as far as, you know, talk, when he used to talk about, uh, or what the wrestling business used to be and how, you know, how it should be protected. I am on board with that, but he knows a
3: lot about the does. business, like all the, but,
1: the come on, man, we are in 2017. You do have to evolve a little bit. Uh-oh. You know, just, uh, they will they'll save that for a rant of his on PWG, and uh, he went off on Progress Wrestling. I know at one point he also even mentioned IWL way back when the, when the whole Super Kick uh, uh incident oh, happened with the little boy and he said that we were in the barn and I'm like wait a minute we're in Baldwin Park we're nowhere near no fucking we're in the barrio here.
3: a barn oh, yes. I didn't know he had yes. seen yes it. he mentioned oh, it he
1: mentioned it by name he said oh, he wouldn't know well he didn't mention the company but he said there was uh, the promotion with the young bucks and he kicked the super kicked the kid and he just was outraged about Uh, Oh, I didn't know that
3: you didn't tell me about that. Oh, I thought you. No.
1: Oh, Okay. Well, maybe it was when I was just doing, started doing the show solo because we that was when the show was starting. to kind of, you know, wind down a little bit. But yeah, he made he 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 got you know because apparently someone showed him the video of the super kick and he got pissed off and was going on how it was some kind of farm and you know it was just where. But anyway, he's (laughs) way out there sometimes. You know, he's very protective. (sighs) We just saw a clip, you know, before we're starting the podcast about how he didn't want to watch uh, No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan, huh? Because he was really pissed off about these movies that were coming out that mm-hmm. depicted the, you know, the wrestling wrestling in a negative tone. I, like I said, I don't, I, I usually agree with him, but on this one, he kind of went apes, kind of batty. Uh, last week we talked about uh, Table for Three.
3: Oh, yeah. It was great,
1: was but really we, <laughs> he was talking a lot of shit about... or they, Not talking a lot of shit, but they did take a lot no, of... No,
3: I think that's appropriate. Pro he was rate? talking a okay. lot of shit about Vince Russo.
1: About <laughs> Vince Russo and how him and uh, Eric Bischoff both hate him. So, you know, I figured that was it. But now, of course, once that got released, <laughs> it was one of the highest rated, apparently the highest viewed...
3: Well, uh, it was really... I love to see the legends. I mean, honestly, I... I I, I'm sure bunches of people watched Because they know about the rivalry But I'm interested just because it's the Legends talking about like the old days In the business and stuff that interests me a lot
1: Oh yeah no uh, like I said I'm a huge fan of uh, Jim Cornette uh, mm-hmm. Because that's what I remember Watching as a kid oh, God, in the yeah. 80s TBS and WCW Before uh, it became The big mon- monstrosity when they were Still in that little studio and he would come Out with the uh, Midnight Express So, but anyway, he went apeshit crazy Mm. uh, recently on some kind of, on his podcast and challenged Vince Russo to a physical fight, like legit, like here, let's just fucking play this thing because I can't believe.
3: Yeah. I didn't hear all of it. You played a little bit of it for me. It was pretty vulgar. We
1: might stop in between, make comments. So it's a long one, but uh, I I don't know. It's
3: worth a listen, I think. Yeah.
1: I'll post the whole, uh, his whole rant. Uh but it's on YouTube uh and I'm surprised it's still on YouTube <laughs> but anyway that's a different story. Uh, Jim Cornette cuts an epic promo on Vince Russo, challenge him to a uh, uh, him to meet face to face. So let's take a listen like I said I might stop from time to time to comment. Here you go.
2: I got one more thing to say before we go and like I said Brian is not responsible. I don't think after what I've just heard he's mentally responsible, but Brian's not responsible for this, the podcast Broad MLW, all the places you download your podcast, they're not responsible. But the table for three, as I mentioned, was the second most watched WWE Network show of the week behind only the pay-per-view. And one of the things that, boy, if you think he went crazy, you should have seen the unedited version because we spent more time on him. But old shit stain, the Archbishop of (laughs) Tallonbury, Vince Russo, went crazy. He just couldn't – but and see the reason why he went crazy is not only did Bischoff and I, once again on worldwide television, tell everybody what a fucking moron he was, but the WWE, the company that he begs and pleads to have a job with again, begs to bring him back and and constantly emailing Vince McMahon and constantly contacting him saying, oh, Vince, I can save you, oh, Vince, I can save you. They took that opportunity as soon as we mentioned his name to put up non-flattering pictures of his fucking ugly ass. So, so before I move on,
3: <laughs> oh, my <laughs> oh my god, god. Already, we're that already shitting shit <laughs> Vince Russo. <laughs> oh my god. hysterical! I love Jim Cornette.
1: I know he's still going, I, and uh, maybe for the next podcast, uh, I will have the rebuttal or whatever of Vince Russo because now I'm curious. I didn't oh, realize Vince
3: Russo did a rebuttal. Oh yeah,
1: there was some kind of oh, comment, so that's why he's okay. responding to this. So okay, let's continue listening. Oh.
2: Russo went crazy and he was on again making all these comments and all these child. Well, they ought to say it to my face. They ought to say it to my face because that's, that's every, every time that I speak about Vince Russo, he's always trying to defect, deflect my comments or tell people that it's my shtick and I don't really mean it. I just say stuff like that because I make money off of it. And I've said that I don't make money off knocking Vince Russo, it's my hobby. I do it for enjoyment. I make a lot of money, which is more than I can say for that unemployed fucking loser. And then he tried to say, well, I just can't believe it. he can't be telling the truth because I can't believe anybody would hate somebody like that just over wrestling. Because that's what Vince Russo thinks about the wrestling business. It's just a joke. Just like these jock sniffing wannabes that do play wrestling. He can't believe anybody would hate somebody that bad over just wrestling because he doesn't take it seriously and he never has. And he's part of the reason why that this business is in the shit shape it's in. And then finally, when all that didn't work, then he kept trying to get me on his show or worse yet, get him on my show to debate. Like we could talk this out, like I've I've actually come out and said I want him to die. If I could get away with murdering him and not go to jail, I would. I hate him worse than anything that has ever walked on this planet. The thought of him breathing disgusts me, but yet I'm going to debate him face to face. Come on my show and and tell me this to my face instead of behind my back. Everything that I have said. Is not only on worldwide Internet, but is on worldwide YouTube, has been put on video for posterity forever. Nothing's been behind his back, but he wants me to come and face him face-to-face on Skype, on his show, because he's an attention whore, And he's Damn. desperate because he's a failure in life, because he's toxic in this industry, because no reputable promotion will hire him.
1: I agree with that. That he is very toxic.
3: That's funny. Is is he really unemployed? I just I did, to ask that, I, that. Don't like, know. I don't know. I don't know because he says like if Vince Russo isn't unemployed and I love the I want him to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, wow. I does he hate uh, Vince Russo? You hmm, think? I couldn't hmm. tell.
1: <laughs> well, maybe just a little bit. But
3: I, I was wondering, is he really like not working? I d don't know that. I don't know. I don't
1: that I don't know. I don't know. I just know that he does this podcast. I don't know. If that's his main source of income? I don't know. I really don't know. So, but yeah, I get it admit, he, you know, Vince Russo was just like, oh, you know, he did help with the, you know, Attitude Era when mm-hmm. Vince was a desperate. Mm-hmm. And then when he jumped ship to WCW, uh, he took that, that promotion and, and just you I know, mean, it didn't help that they also the you know the nuts were running the asylum. Right,
3: I think that was where the problem happened with with WCW is they all kind of kind of got drunk on their own Kool Aid. True that. Um, and and you know all these these sort of big stars like Hogan and and um what's his face Razor Ramon and all of these guys. Mm-hmm. And Then they were running the company, and so they're like, well, we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want, and and it was that attitude, not caring about the company as a whole, but caring about only them and their position in the company and making themselves money i think that's what ran it but but if vince russo was the one who kind of allowed that to happen then yeah yeah he was yeah
1: well shit at one point he was putting himself over and he was coming out you know you know so he was a writer and he's coming out right so putting himself over look at
3: me right attention (sighs) whore that i can totally
1: see so anyway i didn't mean to stop but you know like i said we'll stop uh, from time to time
2: Because he's already put everybody out of business. The last
3: one that did, that
2: fucking goofy fucking douchebag Dixie Carter, had to keep it secret that she was paying him because her TV network would cancel her, which they did. And a lot of her top talent would jump ship, which they did, if they found out that she had anything to do with that miserable sack of snake feces. So he wants me to come on his show face to face. And then he said things like, well, I don't have any balls. Cornette doesn't have any balls. Why don't you grow a set? Because you won't say this to me face to face. So here we've got a sad, desperate, unemployed, mentally unstable goof that had to move from Colorado to Evansville, Indiana, where his wife's family is from. That's his wife's hometown And apparently he lives in his in-laws' basement, I guess. Maybe that's why it cuts such a fucking, strikes such a nerve. When 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 he talks about the internet marks and the website journalists like Dave Meltzer and Mike Johnson that live in their parents' basement. Or maybe it's because they're not only the ones that accuse him of being a liar and a fraud, but they prove it time and time again. But Vince Russo has said, I'm a coward. I'm not a man unless I will say these things to his face. Like we can somehow debate this out and all walk off and be friends into the sunset. Well, he said, anytime, anywhere. Well, Vince, I got an offer for you, Vince Russo, and I want all your little stooges to listen real close. And I want them to tell you, I want them to play this for you because I want you to hear it. You say you want to meet me face to face and you want me to say all these things to you in person instead of behind your back. Well, we ain't going to do it on a, a podcast. We ain't going to have a debate. Here's the deal. You send me a date and a time and an address. And it doesn't have to be your home address because I know you don't want me to know where you live because you probably do live in your in-law's basement since you're an unemployed failure oh. and you're toxic and nobody wants to have anything to do with you. And every wrestling promoter, <laughs> and every great wrestling veteran of the last 20 years that's ever drawn any money has nothing but nobody bad things anything. to say about you. Bret Hart said you ought to be hung in a parking lot. I know you don't want me to know where you live, so send me a date and a time and a neutral address, and I'll come to you. You don't have to come to me. You're in Evansville now. It's not that far away. I'll come to you because I know you don't have money for gas, Vince, being as you're in such a miserable Ooh, state and you're living God, on food damn, stamps. Your wife's I'm probably ready to divorce you because you haven't had a job and been employed in years. So send me a date, a time, and an address. I'll come to you. Make it a public park, maybe somewhere somewhere out of the way somewhere where there won't be too many people to intervene and uh, you know how to get a hold of me my email is jim cornett at dot or elsewise you know how to get a hold of Bolin. obviously he has my phone number your best friend and christian buddy terry taylor he's got my phone number christian. i'm not going to be hard for you to contact vince you don't even have to talk to him. you can just leave it on my machine or send me the email but here's the rules no cops no guns and no knives and we both come alone and what happens happens nobody makes a dime off of it nobody gets any publicity off of it nobody's ever going to know that it's even going to happen until after it happens when nobody hears from you anymore and because you're you're broke and you're unemployed and you probably don't know where your next fucking meal is coming from, and you can't provide for your family, and that must... I bet you can't even get your dick hard anymore, Vince, (laughs) because you can't provide for your family, (laughs) and you don't feel like a man, because you're one of those Christian lunatics that thinks Hillary Clinton shouldn't have been president because woman was made from man's rib. So it must really give you erectile dysfunction, you fucking piece of shit that you can't provide for your family, and you're a failure, and you're a laughingstock. So... Not only will I come to you, not only will I meet you in a neutral location with no cops, no guns, no knives, just the two of us, but I'm going to have $5,000 in cash with me because I got that, Vince, unlike you. You don't have to bring anything. You don't even have to bring a ham sandwich. I'm going to have $5,000 in cash with me, and you can have it if you can take it away from me. So what do I got to do? You fucking fraud, you gutless coward. Do I have to call your wife a crack whore? Do I have to say your mother sucked dicks for dimes and dive bars? Do I have to tell you that your father gave government secrets to the Nazis? Just let me know, Vince. Let this gutless coward right here know where I got to fucking meet you. Time, date, and address. And I'm bringing five grand. And all you got to do is take it away from me. But there ain't going to be no talking. There ain't going to be no debating. I'm going to do what the fuck I've wanted to do almost since the first day I met your miserable ass. And you know I, you know it's true. You know it's true because you've talked to Bolin. And he knows exactly what I want to do to you and exactly how bad I hate you. And I'm not saying I'm a badass. I'm not saying I can whip Chael Sonnen. I'm not even saying I can whip a grown adult man because I'm old. I got a lot of energies. But you, you've never been in a fight gutless pussy. I can whip you. Besides, it's not even going to be hand-to-hand because I said no guns, no knives, but I got a bat. I could find a stick. I don't give a fuck. I've wanted to do this for a long time. So you want to make challenges about going on people's podcasts and giving the money to charity and all this other stuff because you know that ain't going to happen because we got nothing to talk about. But I'm making you a legitimate offer, I swear, On my mother's grave, if you give me a date, a time, and an address, I will meet you there and I will bring five grand in cash as long as the rules are no cops, no guns, and no knives. And what happens, happens. And if you don't fucking take me up on that, you piece of shit, then shut your fucking dick liquor from now on. Cause I'm sick and fucking fed up with you and everybody else is too. You've been found out. Nobody believes in you anymore. Everybody knows what you're all about. You've stabbed everybody in the back. You've ever worked with. You've killed guys careers with your goofy gimmicks. You've made the wrestling business a fucking joke with your fucking ADD goddamn booking and your Jerry Springer show horse shit. And most of all, you're a piece of fucking shit. And I will prove it. Send me the date, the time and the place. Or shut the fuck up.
3: Holy
1: crap. Oh,
2: yeah.
3: Wow. Okay, wow. That was super (laughs) intense. So I love the no money for gas and living on food stamps. And your mother sucks dicks for dimes. That's hysterical. And the can't get it up, can't get your dick hard. So did Jim Cornette, like, he suggested he was going to kill him, right?
1: Uh, he suggested that there was, there was going to be violence.
3: So. Yeah, I think he suggested he was going to kill him. <laughs> like, right about the six minute or so mark, I, I think, ain't... is what he suggested he was going to kill him. Okay, know. so this is so funny. What prompted this? Just like he just—like, just, just like, because of this table for three thing?
1: <laughs> yes, apparently okay. uh, Vince Russo made a comment about uh, the table for three, and then that obviously set off Cornette, <sighs> so—
3: Oh my god! Holy okay. crap! Wow, that was super intense. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's just that was that it was really it was comical. Much.
3: It was too much. So really, he legit wants to fight him. How old is Jimmy Corden? Well, like, I don't seriously? know. Seriously,
1: he's old. So, okay,
3: so he mentioned um gimmicks that have um ruined men's careers. What 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 was he? I don't
1: remember. That's a thing. I just like it's been so long. Hold just on. curious. Okay, so some of the things that are starting to remember. uh God, he had. It's been a while because, Jesus, 2017, Uh most of the shit that he came up with it was in the th- 90s, late 90s, especially, you know, <clears throat> those that are not familiar, with Vince Russo, he tried to use kind of like Jerry Springer type mentality into uh pro- professional wrestling. And that's what ultimately helped Raw beat uh mm-hmm. WCW. But then he, you know, got cocky and jumped ship to WCW. Where the uh, the gimmicks got even worse. So
3: well, he was all about the gimmicks, right? That, that was kind all of what his it was. spiel. Like every match was a gimmick match.
1: Every, so, like, I'm trying to remember. There was uh, <laughs> Dustin Rhodes. He, they had a character named Seven. Apparently, he was kind of like uh, <clears throat> made Gold Dust even seem creepy <laughs> and uh, a lot creepier, and it almost looked like. Some of the promos that I remember um is, is him standing, the character Seven, standing in front of a window. And there's, like, this little kid. I don't know if Ew. they were going for, a like, the, a pedophile. Well, at least that's what it looked like. I mean, I guess they we're kind of going for the boogeyman type of thing. You know, like, uh, something creepy. But it just came off looking like he was a pedophile out there. It was really gross. Gross. Uh Then there was matches like, um, oh, God, uh him putting himself over as the WCW champion—that was pretty bad. That's awful. Oh my god! They're just like endless. And then the the, the worst of the worst, David Arquette.
3: Oh god! Yeah, I remember that, that winning the
1: championship. That was
3: unbelievable. Where you're just like, what? Really?
1: Yeah, David fucking Arquette. I, I get it. They were pushing that horrible movie that uh, came out back then. I don't know. Oh, Ready yeah, to Rumble. That's Ready right. To rumble. And so let's just make. Uh, let's make hey, Let's it win. make him
3: the legit champion. Yeah.
1: And they made him Jim, and there's other <laughs> countless uh, storylines. It just took me a while to you know think about it, but those are the ones that come that are coming to mind. But yeah, I can see why uh, Jim Cornette is angry, fired up, you know. So like I like I agree with that. I kind of agree with it. Yeah, I
3: agree with that too. I mean, really, that is exactly why WCW tanked. Um, oh,
1: yeah, because there was always that's right. Now that I think about it, and then he had like all these weird matches that where you know pole matches, and they had. Uh, I heard, remember there was something kind of with like a reversed, uh, Royal Rumble type thing, Battle Royal, and he was just always doing some weird shit, you know?
3: Well, when a, when every match is a gimmick match, then none of them are. You know what I'm saying? It's it's then nothing is exciting and nothing is interesting and nothing is new and nothing is different, and then it just gets to be too much.
1: Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I can see where he's coming from. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Why he's so angry. I mean, to get to that that point of anger. I'm that's... sure
3: there's personal stuff, though, too. I mean, that wasn't just a... No.
1: That, that, that's, that's personal. Yeah, so there's a, a lot of anger. But
3: that's
1: hysterical. Yeah, that it is very hysterical and uh, you know, Vince Russo did uh did uh, change up pro wrestling forever, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, I get, you know, that uh Jim Cornette is kind of angry right now with the way pro wrestling is now, but you know what? It's How come? A- He doesn't like the flippity stuff. He doesn't like the... the,
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember he was kind of mentioning that in that table for three, that he doesn't like all the showboating stuff. He likes the storyline.
1: But it's fine. I mean, it's better than Vince Russo bringing, you know, David Arquette and winning the championship. At least, you know, granted, they're, you know, they're spot monkeys. You want to call, if you want to call these wrestlers nowadays, that they're just showing off what they know. Uh, But at least there's no some retarded... Uh, storylines that you you have to bear, you know. It's mm-hmm. just pray. It's just, they're focusing on the athleticism of these guys, and you know what? That, that's kind of where the you know pro wrestling is nowadays. It's not. Yeah, I'm kind of sad. I hope there was more storylines in in uh, in pro wrestling, but I understand. You know, that's how it is right now in this wrestling. And just seeing professional wrestling just recently at bar wrestling, that's what's hot right now. Yeah. People want the PWG. People want. The progress and the walk culture style of wrestling with very minimal amount of storylines. They just want to be wowed and going, holy, they want to see a bunch of holy shit moments.
3: I agree with Cornette. I, you know, I don't need to see a bunch of holy shit moments. I think when you have too many of those, then it takes away from... The the when they do happen, then you're like, oh well, I just saw that five minutes ago.
1: True, I you mean it's I'm just saying? different and ways. So of- yeah. yeah,
3: no, I I agree. I don't need to see all the flipping and flying and you know people doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I, I once in a while that's fine, but I don't need to see that all the time. I like a good you know like give me Pete Dunn and and Tyler Bate wrestling on the mat for an hour. True, give me that. I'd rather see that. Yeah,
1: but there's no storyline there really. Though, well, I mean
3: the two of them have had a a, a battle going on.
1: Okay, well, I guess so. But some people yeah. could argue that that's just straight wrestling, like you know, yeah, typical British, know. you know, wrestling. That uh, it's yeah.
3: I like the storylines. I I, I want to feel invested.
1: True, but you know what? Well, that was an amazing match. That, that discussing that, and uh, there was really no, you know, well, no, you I know, guess the they, they they built it. They've been
3: fighting each other for a while. I
1: guess so. Yeah, yeah through the no, I Okay, mean,
3: they've been in England and over here, and no, oh. it's there's a story there. Shut up. <laughs> You don't
1: know nothing about that. Oh, is that right?
3: <laughs> you don't know nothing.
1: <laughs> <sighs> okay. Don't know nothing about that. I don't know nothing about that. Anyway, so there you go. Uh, maybe next week, uh, if we have time, we will play Vince Russo's oh, comment because I know I, I'm very curious about that. But anyway, let's take a quick break and uh, we're going to come back and I need to talk about a bar wrestling here in Southern California. All right. We'll be right back.
3: I'm
2: gonna have fun and you're gonna have fun We're all gonna have so much fucking fun We'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes Praise
1: D-O-K D-O-K Radio Radio So we are back, and uh, we are discussing, or at least mostly I'm going to be discussing uh, beer. Or, <laughs> beer. I'm thinking of beer money. I don't know why that came into my mind. Beer my, money. I oh don't know. Wow. You know, because I was just thinking of that stupid song, Glorious, and then I'm thinking about Bobby Roode, which... <laughs> It just what? it makes absolutely no sense. But <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> oh because funny. I'm talking about bar wrestling. Okay, so bar wrestling was an event that happened this past Thursday. I'm so sad you were not able to make it.
3: Yeah, but anything that goes till three AM, no.
1: I know you're no. It it went long. <laughs>
3: no. That is when I get up in the morning at three AM. I, I don't go to bed at three AM. Sorry. <laughs>
1: So, bar wrestling. I will
3: never be able to go see that show if it goes till 3 a.m. Uh, like, you I, didn't get home till 3. It, so. it
1: was late. Well, yeah, it, we, we yeah. Did, it did take a while to get yep. home. So, um,
3: yep. Nope. Anything that ends when I get up in the morning? No. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. I will never be able to see that.
1: No. Well, you missed out. It was a great, an absolute amazing it show. It looked
3: good. I saw the stuff that you showed me. It looked excellent. Excellent.
1: Yeah, it was. It was really good. So, basically, bar wrestling, um, what it was is this concept. It I kind of you know started asking around. Uh, well, first of all, myself and my friend Jimbo, uh, the amazing cameraman, uh, Cameran, the camera amazing cameraman, uh, <laughs> who I've known for deck for a, a long time. It's almost a decade now. That I think about it, we're getting there. Uh, when I met him at West Coast Wrestling Company, and now is involved with. Shit, recording wrestling in Southern California. I mean, he's done it. What hasn't he not recorded? I know, you know he's amazing. And right now is I think one of the producers or something like that at uh, uh, the X Pac show on AfterBuzz awesome. and so whatever. But he contacted me about doing wrestling, so we we were kind of like a tag team, you know. And, um, he once in a while gets a hold of me and it's like, "Hey, do you want to, uh, you know, help me record this? We got a gig, you know, do, you know, wanna record this?" And I've done it over the years, you know, MMA, and uh, but this time, you know, also with PCW. That's how I got involved with PCW, and then now bar wrestling, you know. So uh, I went into it. For, why the hell not? You know, it's you know, it's a payday, and I I was quite surprised how good it was. Apparently, what the idea was is. Now, if someone, if I'm incorrect, someone correct me on this. All right. Uh, so basically, the idea was to have a bunch of just drunk res- uh, fans, wrestling fans, go to a wrestling show, be around the ring, and kind of have the, like, like I said last week, uh, beyond wrestling vibe. But the only difference is they're going to emphasize on people drinking. And mm. sure enough, that was the concept. Um, apparently, it was brought up by Joey Ryan and Cody Rhodes. Now, if I'm incorrect, please someone correct me, but they were the ones who came up with the concept.
3: That's pretty cool.
1: So that's where the whole bar wrestling came from. So I was like, okay, the name is kind of weird, but the concept is different. And uh, sure enough, it had a totally different vibe. Once the place was packed, it was packed. I can't
3: believe it. Standing, literally standing room only. Everybody was just standing, pressed up against the ring. Oh my god, yes, that hall was full.
1: I've never seen that fucking hall mm-hmm. ever that full. It's, that was awesome. So the only Yeah, s- never. Never. <laughs> ever that full is you know, it was uh it was it was good to see. I like especially for their uh, first show and also it was on a fucking Thursday. Thursday. I was like, what the fuck? And it fuck? was packed. Yeah, it was so super packed. That's awesome. But the concept was simple. Uh we had the ring. So anyway, um uh, before I move on, uh Cody Rhodes was not able to make it because he had obligations with New Japan Pro. So basically it was Joey Ryan running the whole thing and it was like probably the most chill like setup I've ever experienced. You know, Jimbo, I love him to death because he always asked me, Hey, how's it going? You know, because he's always worried because that's how I met Jimbo. Okay. When we started doing West Coast Wrestling Company way back in the day, and you
3: were super intense degenerate. and
1: stressed and degenerate and just trying to focus on, on uh, getting the equipment. And he would always ha- ask me to relax and he <laughs> always cared, you know, that's why I love the guy so much. So he always checked up on it. And I was like, No, I'm, I'm really good, you know. So it was a simple setup. I had the hard cam. Uh, which I actually ran. It was kind of fun. I actually had fun running that hard cam and you know, exploring the, the technical aspect of my camera, understanding how the camera works even better uh, to get better results. And uh, Jimbo, well, he had to be in the crowd and just, I don't know how he got some of those that footage, but somehow he found a way. He just kind of squeezed himself in there and tried to do his, the best that he could. And then I also ran audio. So set up the, the headsets for the two guys. And um, just big shout out to uh, Kevin. And then um, I, I can't remember his real name. I just remember him as Gavin Loudspeaker from Chikara. It's funny because it didn't take it. It took me a while before I realized that the two commentators that I was working with were both from Chikara. It was one of those things like I don't expect to see them in, in the West Coast. Oh, yeah. So it was like. It's like, this guy looks familiar. This guy fucking looks familiar. I don't know why this guy looks so fucking familiar. And then, like, while we were rolling, it's like, holy shit. Okay, so I've been just hanging around with uh, Chikara guys. It was pretty badass. And they were, <laughs> they were really funny guys. I mean, uh, um, I, I enjoyed their commentary. It was kind of out there. But, you know, it was just the, the excitement that I, that you know, saw in them and the vibe. Every just, like, everything kind of clicked. That's cool. Granted, it was just the very first show. But that place was fucking packed.
3: That's awesome. Um, yeah, it looked like it. I mean, like seriously, wall to wall people.
1: Yeah, and then for next week, I will have the new top uh, five list of the craziest chants from bar wrestling. I just didn't have the time to do it this week because uh, this week we have a different top five. But that was the you know the the crowd was hot. They were coming up with some crazy chants. It was it was fun. It was like. An amazing show, and as of today, I think I've heard that there was going to be a second show by popular demand, oh, uh, July fourth. Cool. So I don't, I haven't heard if Jimbo and I are doing that show. Okay, if it's still going on, uh, do not quote me on this, but somebody, some, uh, someone on the rumor mills might be saying maybe Kenny Omega from New Japan because New Japan Pro is running. Uh, A show that weekend. Oh. That uh, 4th of July, that long 4th of July weekend in Long Beach. So, I don't know. I'd love to
3: go, but it's too late for me.
1: It's too late. <laughs> well,
3: Seriously, I I could not possibly stay up. I'm asleep on the couch by nine o'clock. If I am out later than 10, I, you know me, I become um, like a monster. Yeah, I'm you so do. tired. You I just, get crabby. I do. I cannot stay up that late. And to be, I would go have to go out in the car and go to sleep.
1: See, that's what makes it hard to go get out to pro wrestling because some of these shows don't even start until eight.
3: Well, if the show starts at eight, but this show did not start at right on time, did it?
1: No, actually it started at nine like they advertised apparently it oh, was eight okay. o'clock to start that they opened Open the door the doors okay I wasn't fully that's aware of that
3: late though nine o'clock to start the show for me that is late yeah
1: but for the crowd it worked yeah it worked. they were young <laughs>
3: people who were drinking on a Thursday yeah it, yes, so that's not me
1: so it was really it was a lot of fun um like I said I haven't had this much fun in such a long time I don't think I remember the last time going and uh you know enjoying myself you know recording and doing a yeah we had a, a one Slight technical issue. I think um, somehow the mute button on the mixer uh, was turned on somehow, uh, where the commentators couldn't hear themselves. But I was still recording, so nothing major. Everything went pretty damn That's smoothly, good. considering that. Well, if
3: they do another show on the Fourth of July, then definitely go.
1: Yeah, well, uh, that, that depends also on Jimbo's schedule. True that. It's it because if I think it's a package deal with uh, uh, me and uh, oh, Jimbo, okay. so. Um, so anyway, let me go over the some of the results. Uh, like I said, the last that I heard, this uh, the recordings that we did are have been shipped to high spots and they will be released either on uh, probably on video on demand because they have a service, so you could uh, see Jimbo and ours uh, um, handiwork on there. Uh, so the first match, it started out pretty 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 crazy. We had Brian Cage going against Penta L Zero Ma. Uh, and, um, I was, that was an amazing match. And it was really good. Brian Cage winning, uh, via a uh, pile driver, a package pile driver. Then we had Eli Drake over Scorpio sky via an air raid crash. And then, uh, the other match that was pretty good, uh, pretty good. And I really enjoyed was Taya, uh, Valkyrie over Sh- uh, Shana. Uh, I'm going to mess her name up, uh, Basler, oh yeah, Shayna Basler. Now, if you don't know who she is, she's one of the original uh, horsewomen with uh, Ronda Rousey. You would see them at PWG shows, and a lot of these ladies are now making that leap into uh, pro wrestling. I wonder if uh, Ronda will ever make that jump. I don't know, but uh, she was—I uh, was very impressed with her work, and uh, like I said, she's kind of a. Uh, a newbie into the world of pro wrestling and she was fucking badass like awesome. and, and you know i in about a year or so she is going to be so fucking awesome and taya is a, another one of these um female wrestlers from lucha underground there was mm-hmm. a lot of lucha underground uh presence in this show and uh it was it was fucking badass cuz you know we now watch it uh quite often now and uh so mm-hmm. uh so then T- uh, yeah taya won... uh Yeah, wins by the Northern Lights Suplex uh, into a double stop. And then EC3 from uh, TNA was there. (laughs) That was pretty cool. Over Hot Young uh, Briley. And this guy was such a doofus, man. People were just, like, making funny chants about him and just goofing on this guy. Uh, And uh, EC3 wins over him uh, via the one percenter. And then the surprise match, actually, it was our friend Peter Avalon. Oh, cool. He went one over... Pinky Sanchez, not Pinky from, yeah. but a different Pinky Sanchez from back East. I was pretty in, impressed with Pinky. I've never seen him live until just recently. And, uh, uh, but Peter Avalon winning with a roll up, but it was, it was a real fun mm-hmm. match. That's uh, cool. the next, uh, two matches, um, was, uh, let's see, Matt Cross, other, uh, known as the son of havoc on Lucha Underground with Eva I- Ivalice. Ivalice, sorry, uh, going against the world's cutest tag team. That was one of my favorite matches, I would say. And uh basically uh Lee uh, with a guillotine choke on Joey Ryan they win. So it was a uh, it was an amazing match. And then finally, who cannot uh you know, how can you not beat the the rest of the card here with Willie Mack going over Jeff Cobb uh via the Chocolate Thunder Driver. I mean, it was Fucking an amazing event. I sounds mean, sounds
3: good. I wish I could have seen it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So could've it was... started
3: at two in the afternoon. I could have gone. Yeah,
1: yeah, but and who I the fuck been able to get to? Who the fuck runs on the two and on Thursday?
3: <laughs> who runs the show on a Thursday anyway?
1: Joey or Ryan? <laughs> no, it, you know it, it made absolute <laughs> sense. It's like well, because he takes bookings on the weekend.
3: Yeah, no, I know
1: he has to no, work. No, I know it, it, it totally makes yeah, sense. But the, well, the funny thing is like. I was always wondering, I was like, shit, how did you get all this talent? Well, because no one books them on a Thursday. Yeah, That's why I was like, holy shit, this card, this car, this whole the card car is, stacked. is so, so stacked. Well, duh, yeah, because they don't work on, usually they don't get bookings on Thursday. So, yeah, their schedules are wide open wide for open Thursdays.
3: Thursday. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And, totally makes sense. It
1: was pretty badass. So, anyway, uh, so great way to segue. So, let's uh, go into top five. Let me hit the intro.
0: So high
1: five. All right, so now for the top five for this week the top five matches at Bar Wrestling at number five, Taya versus Shana. Uh, Number four, Avalon versus Pinky Sanchez. Like I said, that was a real fun match. Uh, number three. They, like I said, these last three were pretty hard for me to decide on, but number three was Penta. Uh, Pentagon Jr., I guess now he's referred to as Penta Amazetto for uh, copyright reasons. I guess uh, uh, A did a shitty thing and won't let him have his name. Aww. So they, he had to get uh, creative versus uh, Brian Cage. Then number two. Was Willie Mack versus uh, Jeff Cobb, and then for me, uh, what uh, made that night that ep- uh, that event so memorable was the world's cutest tag team, comprising of Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae versus uh, Matt Cross and Eva So cool! Like I said, I already talked about the matches. So, but that's my top five, and we are taking a quick break, and we'll be right back.
0: Along with James J. Dillon. Just like Christmas, New Year's, Easter, the 4th of July. Anytime you see the four horsemen together, it's something special. It's a special day. It's an event, if you would. The newspapers come around. The TV cameras cover it because we're special. Because we control wrestling. We rule the world of professional wrestling. The world television champion. The world heavyweight champion. The greatest tag team combination of all time. The Minnesota Wrecking Crew the Andersons, and my humble self. Tony Giovanni, the Rock and myself stand before you in this Yuletide season a little naked. You see, world television champion, world heavyweight champion, but Rock and I are a little bare. Our tree is a little bare, But let me tell you, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that's temporary. You see Nikita off. You've got to stop. You're the U.S. heavyweight champion. I'm not forgetting that. Ronnie Garvin, Barry Windham, you're the U.S. Tag Champion. Rock and myself, have not forgot that. So rest assured, GQ Ball. As I stand here before you, rest assured, your U.S. title is in jeopardy. and doesn't get mentioned much, but it's in the back of my mind. Because I'm going to tell you, I myself, personally, am going to restore the name Anderson to where it should be on top of the heap. I guess what we're trying to say... As whether you're a fat, out-of-shape truck driver, whether you're a skinny geek pushing a taxi cab, whether you're a doctor or a lawyer that doesn't have half the money we have. This is the way life is. If Ollie wants to slap Road Warrior Hawk, he'll do it. If Cully wants to spit on Road Warrior Animal, he'll do it. If Iron wants to take Dusty Rhodes, do all that, he'll do it. And Keita, if I want you, all three of them, gonna hold you, I'm gonna slap you, I'm gonna spit on you, I'm gonna kick you, and I'm gonna go, woo, all night long. We going to Minneapolis, we going to LA, we going to Frisco, Albuquerque, Chicago. In other words, after we beat all the wrestlers up, if there's a woman out there, what <laughs> to find out just where she stands. In the world of femininity, jump on the horseman one time, baby. It's an all night ride. We're gonna destroy Philly (laughs) tonight. Chicago tomorrow, the four horsemen right
1: here. Steel Cage Radio's number one, baby. Yeah. Claudio is an important man. I am. You, wait, you guys make a podcast. It's a joke, right? Yeah, this is. We we banter on on our retarded podcast here in Southern California. Hey, Hilarious. Nice to finally meet right. you. Uh, From Steel Cage Radio. Steel Cage Radio. And Steel Cage Radio. Anyway, any words for Steel Cage Radio? We're a little podcast out of Southern California. Um, And we do a lot of indie news and now covering ROH. Hey, just, you know, same with music and wrestling. Keep the indie scene alive, because that's where all the heart is. See? Even Jerry Lynn said the same thing, and I've been bitching and moaning for how long? Any words for Steel Cage Radio? Uh, Steel Cage Radio, baby. Tune in. Ah, the Briscoe fucking brothers, yeah! Man up, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time once again for the good, the bad and the ugly of professional wrestling on t v All
3: righty, so I watch raw on the 5th, and SmackDown on the 6th, and NXT on the 7th. Um, and I've got my list. So on the good list, uh, that Samoa Joe Paul Heyman promo was awesome. Honestly, oh my God. Was yeah, so it was so good. Yeah, with the choke out and you tell him and blah blah. That was just really, really good. I, I liked that. Um, I also really like Naomi. She, her kicks, she is brutal with those kicks. I see why she is the, uh, the champion. She has some hard kicks. Um, I love having Machinery. Oh,
1: um, I know you do. They
3: are just, <laughs> they just crack me up. They're so funny. They are, they are like Jinder Mahal with this, like, so over the top um i hope they don't work you know, stiff that yeah i know i yeah we should probably mention that mm-hmm. uh, but i love that their finishers is called the compactor <laughs> seriously oh, that, yes that just makes me laugh like it really just reminds me of something Who the fuck wrote this bullshit It just reminds me of something straight out of the 80s how over the top they are and they're just like kind of bonkers and it's just really funny um Bobby Roode was hysterical um, telling uh, Roderick Strong, you have a marginally hot fiancé. Your son is somewhat normal. <laughs> I love that. Now you're going to take a picture and I'll show it to your son and, and there you are and I'll do that for you. I just thought that was really, his promo was super funny.
1: Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um,
3: Sarah Logan, she wrestled on um, NXT and even though she didn't win her match, um, she was just super impressive and, and then the commentator said that four days after graduating high school, she flew to Japan to to start training as a wrestler. So that's like pretty cool. She may not have... What's the name again? Sarah Logan. Oh, okay. She was the one who wrestled that Australian...
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, one, okay.
3: one of those Australian girls. Anyway, so I just thought that was really impressive that she, like, four days after graduating high school, she flew to train in a Japanese dojo. Got um, it. Anyway, so that's the good list, kind of small. The bad list, um, the crowd on, on Raw, seriously, when Samoa Joe's name was mentioned by Bray Wyatt, you know, fuck those people. Seriously, they booed when Samoa oh. Joe's name was mentioned. Really?
1: Fuck they, could, those go people. Fuck. Yeah, seriously, they no. could go fuck
3: themselves. Honest to God, fuck those people. Um, Roman Reigns, the big dog, really. And, um, the commentator, uh, Michael Cole, he said the, um, uh, about Roman Reigns match. It's been physical from the get go, but the match was on for like two minutes. Seriously. Like the match has been on for two minutes. Stop it. It has barely started. They are just so like, Oh, they made me so mad. Just keep putting <clears throat> him over and putting him over and putting him over all the time. It just drives me crazy. I hate that. It's like it doesn't even it's not even interesting to watch. He's horrible to watch. He's it's horrible to listen to the commentary. I mean seriously, horrible. Horrible, um, god damn it. The uh, WWE women's title belts are huge. They look like they're made for King Kong Bundy. And so these skinny little girls are wearing these belts that are like half hanging off of them. They have to stand with their legs spread so that they can keep the belt from slipping off their hips. seriously watch how the girls stand in the ring like Alexa Bliss she stands with her legs open and I don't think that's just I think that's to keep the fucking belt on her waist because it's so huge Uh, Mojo Rawley has an MBA did you know that like why isn't he working on Wall Street instead of jobbing out to Jinder Mahal
1: I don't know right
3: seriously so the Usos they're like so intense like way and Yeah, like turning like, it down a bit. Like a tad. take it down a notch. Uh, just like one notch. I think it'd be so much better. Um and then I know we both were commenting about the um, commentators continuing to say, this Oh is the my first God. Time Kevin Owens and Nakamura have <sighs> met in the ring, and it's like, no. Stop
1: it. Well, the thing is, they were even continuing that on YouTube. They still, said, for the first time ever, it's like, no, maybe no. you should be more specific. Oh,
3: there's my man. Yeah,
1: be more <clears throat> specific. <clears throat> the first time in WWE, right? Not the first time in fucking ever, ever because it's like, that's bullshit. So right. it made me so angry. <clears throat>
3: and then that guy, Lorcan. Well, he was a strange person.
1: Uh, Biff. What
3: the fuck is no? He? Not Biff.
1: No, that's what that's, his I know, his but indie name. Something
3: else. Or Orkin Lurpin Orly. Or, or, yeah, I don't It was something it weird was. like that. Anyway, so he's really odd looking. Like he's got super, <laughs> he's super long arms and a really long legs, but then a really small torso, and he's bald with these little sticky out ears. He looks like Nosferatu. 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 And then on the ugly list, I do have an ugly this week. Okay. Um, the lady who interviewed Sami Zayn, her hair was awful. She had like some damn teased up. 1960s bouffant with like a weird braid Buffon. in the back. I don't know. It was <laughs> whoever did her hair ought to be shot seriously. That was like the worst hairdo I have ever seen. <sighs>
1: oh my god. Wow. Worst
3: hairdo ever. Worst, huh? Terrible.
1: Terrible, goddamn. All
3: teased up like that, and, and all, I don't know. It just seriously like she used about a can of Aquanet and all teased her hair up.
1: Oh, Jesus Terrible. Christ. Wow. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> all right. Well, that was uh, good, the bad, the ugly. We'll be right back with the news.
3: Follow Steel Cage Radio on social media. On Twitter, Steel Cage Radio.
1: On Instagram, Steel Cage Radio. On Facebook, SER Podcast.
0: Joe, we're going to send
3: it off right now. We go
1: to the news. All right, now for the news.
3: All righty. So I've got a lot of news this week um, from WrestlingInc.com. Um the Great Balls of Fire name for the new pay-per-view. Uh, so apparently there was a, um, a little bit of a possible copyright infringement there with the name Great Balls of Fire, but Jerry Lawler helped work out a deal. Okay. So Jerry Lawler, um, he was interviewed on an episode of a show called Dinner with the King. Okay. I don't know what that is. I but, have no um, idea what that is. I okay. guess Jerry Lawler hosts... Um, with someone named Glenn Moore and uh, they were talking about this. So I I guess um, uh, Jerry Lawler said that his attorney in Memphis is a guy by the name of Joe Barton and Joe called Jerry Lawler. He also represents Jerry Lee Lewis and um, Joe, uh, what did I say? His name was Joe, hang on, Joe Barton. Um, Asked Jerry Lawler, "Do you happen to know who I could contact at the WWE about copyright infringement?" And Jerry Jerry Lawler was like, "Well, what? What about? What about?" Okay. And the lawyer said, "Well, we understand that they're doing a pay per view called Great Balls of Fire.
1: Oh, Jerry
3: Lee Jerry Lee Lewis has had that phrase trademarked ever since he recorded the song. So Jerry Jerry Lawler." Put the lawyer in touch with WWE people, and now not only are they using the name, but they're also going to use the song in the pay per view. So they obviously worked. Yeah, I saw out.
1: the the promo. Yeah, just so they
3: they worked something out so that um Jerry Lee Lewis, you know, probably got a little bit of money for oh, that's good. The, yeah, so that's kind of cool that they were able to keep the name and and get and pay for the the use of the song. Um, the Linda McMahon. Who is now the um, head of the Small Business uh, Administration? Sat down with Katie Couric. <clears throat> they talked about, of course, you know, a whole bunch of business topics. Yeah. But then Katie Couric asked Linda McMahon about. Um, uh, her and Vince donating $5 million to the J- Donald J. Trump Foundation. Okay. And asked if she was troubled when the Washington Post showed that the money from the foundation was used to buy a portrait of Donald Trump to settle lawsuits <laughs> against his for-profit businesses and to make political contributions. Uh, that is
1: fake news, Didi. And- I would refuse <laughs> to make a photo of myself.
3: And so, um, McMahon says we donated our money to philanthropy. We were making (laughs) it because we were a friend of then Mr. Trump. We knew a lot of the good works, you know, that he had done. We gave the money to them to do as they saw fit. I was not aware of any supposed misuse. Corrick asked if it troubled McMahon when she learned of it, to which McMahon responded. No, not necessarily. And then not um, necessarily. And then, uh, she said, because we gave the money in good faith and we gave it for projects that, you know, I think maybe not necessarily got reported. So that's how I'm going to think about it. Oh, so I'm just going to believe that he didn't misuse the money and, you know, alternative so truth. Yes. Yeah, so then it'll be true. Um, the Fuck conversation, uh, the conversation shifted to The Rock about his possible future political career. And at which point, Linda McMahon looked into the camera and commented, Dwayne, do your homework really, really carefully so you're up on all the things you want to talk about. He's he's very bright, smart. I can still call him a young man. He's about my son's age, so that's about right, she continued. He's very passionate about what he does, and he's had some great success. And from what I've heard, I think he wants to give back. Now, I'm not sure what all the different roads that would take, but if he would decide to do this, I think he would be all in. So basically, be careful about that. So anyway, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Hmm, Okay. Um, In in other news, the Hardys um, did not appear on Raw because – Let's see, who is it? Matt Hardy and his wife had a baby. Yeah, they had a second yeah, baby. that Wolfgang, his name is. So Reba Sky and Matt Hardy. Wolfgang X Hardy.
1: Isn't uh, Eddie Van Allen's kid named I think Wolfgang? So. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. So, right. Anyway,
3: um, they're thinking that he, they could be back possibly for the rematch with Cesaro and Sheamus at the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view, which is coming up. <clears throat> June 6th was a big birthday day. Um, Howard Finkel... Mick Foley and superstar Billy Graham all had birthdays on June 6th. Awesome. Yeah, Howard Finkel turned 67. Mick Foley turned 52. And superstar Billy Graham turned 74. Nice. Um, and then you've probably all seen the photos of Kevin Owens, how he um, broke his thumb. Uh, it says he's not going to miss any ring time, but he broke his thumb. Okay,
1: Just tape that shit up. <laughs>
3: yep, pretty much. That's what he did. So um, anyway, so from ProWrestling.com, some really interesting news here. Um I'm just going to read this. It says, there are always multiple main events that could happen at each and every WrestleMania, whether the main events are well-perceived or not. Let's look at the top three potential main events for WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. Okay, so number three, Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor for the Universal Championship. Okay. Okay. Number two, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for the WWE Championship.
1: That could be good because they've always had some amazing matches in the past. Right, they have.
3: And this is the one I'd like to see. AJ Styles versus Nakamura for the WWE Ooh. Championship. I know. Could you imagine? I would shit myself, I think, if, if that was the main event at WrestleMania.
1: Well, we're planning to go, so I can th- only hope for
3: that. Yep, exactly. I, my fear is that it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. <sighs> at which point I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go and like do the <sighs> pub crawl down Bourbon Street.
1: Jesus. I yeah, hope not.
3: That would be awful. Okay, and now this is the funniest news. This isn't the end of the news, but should I save the funny thing for for the end. I don't know. No, this go for like it. super funny. Go, okay. go for it. So a company by the name of Forec. F-O-R-R-E-C. Forec. Forec. They're an international entertainment design company. Okay. They have been working with the WWE to create theme park attractions. What? And...
2: In okay, Orlando. So I
3: yes, so I showed you there was a brochure that was actually published online. You can look it up. Um, <laughs> oh, just just type in Forex. I'll post F-O-R. a link. Yes. So anyway, wow. yes, they're looking to do branded attractions. So I'm just gonna read some of the pages from the um, <laughs> the brochure that they created. <laughs> All right. WWE go for fans it. want to live their brand experience to its extreme, and our job is to make sure they can. The challenge, the global phenomenon that is WWE wanted to add branded attractions to its portfolio of successful businesses. With legions of zealous fans, WWE was especially conscious of creating authentic experiences that would live up to the high expectations of their extremely discerning fans. They were also looking for scalability so that their branded attractions could be accommodated in a variety of venues. So the solution, we immersed ourselves in the culture of the WWE and headspace of WWE fans. The Forex team, complete with diehard WWE fans, watched the network, studied the superstars and their moves, analyzed the actions, and the fans' reactions. After living and breathing WWE, we were ready to translate the brand into ferocious, over-the-top, branded attractions that capture the loud, wild, uproarious feeling of the real thing. We worked with ride manufacturers to find rides whose actions mirrored the signature moves of the superstars. We rebranded the rides with WWE signature move names like the Moonsault, Suplex City, Rock Bottom, what? and Triple H Sledgehammer, and a dark ride called the Road to WrestleMania. We put a WWE spin on every experience and gave it a recognized WWE branded name like NXT boot camp and Royal rumble, a classic haunted house experience became a WWE house of horrors featuring superstars, undertaker and the boogeyman. We even gave a nod to WWE icons of the past by creating a fun house with an Andre, the giant theme. So they're going to be creating a possible WWE theme park weird in Orlando. With rides like the Moon Salt, the Rock Bottom, and Suplex, City. the sad thing
1: we were pro- we would probably go. we would go. totally
3: go. Oh God, <laughs> we would totally go and mark out over these carnival funhouse rides. Anyway, why the hell not? <laughs> anyway, so so there you go. Okay, so from SE SC Scoops now, um, scscoops.com. dot com. Um, Let's see, John Cena is going to be making his WWE return on the July 4th episode. Of, um,
1: I thought we were Phoenix, gone. Done. I thought
3: they he were was, mad at he him. He's making that show and he's filming that movie and Ugh. all of that. So, anyway, okay. um, <clears throat> this sounds kind of interesting. So, according to PWInsider.com, a preview special for the 32 woman tournament will air on the WWE Network on August 20th. So there's going to be like this big. Um, is that the the May Young Classic? Anyway, I think so. Yeah. So uh, I guess it's, they're going to release them all, so fans can binge watch. Um, they were going to release it during the weekend of SummerSlam, but decided not to because they didn't want to take away from what was going on with SummerSlam. Um, and then the finals of the May Young Classic are set to air live on the network on September 12th. WWE is scheduled to tape SmackDown live in Las Vegas on the same night, so it's possible that the finals will air live from Las Vegas. All rounds of the May Young Classic, excluding the finals, are set to tape July 13th and 14th at Full Sail University. Um, Rumor going around that Hideo Itami's contract is coming to an end, and he's considering leaving the company due to um, his momentum having been stalled by a bunch of injuries. Uh, It says Hitami could possibly make the decision to return to Japan and wrestle there, where he will also be closer with his family. Um, Let's see. It says he signed with the WWE back in 2014, but never really resonated with the fans as he's been taken off nearly every single major match he had been advertised for due to injury. So that's kind of sad. Jake the Snake has talked about wanting to wrestle Bray Wyatt. What? He tweeted recently. okay, Dear Wrestling Gods, please gift me a match versus Bray Wyatt. Promise to work really hard and sure it would be extremely interesting. So, he's talked about coming back, but um, uh, the word is that there'd be no way he would come back. He's 62 years old. And, oh, God, And is no. in, you know, kind of not such great health, but boy, in his heyday, Easily. what a match that would have been. Man, yeah. to see Bray Wyatt versus Jake the Snake, I totally would have been into that. Wow. Feud, yeah. But wow. he really wants to like, make one last go at one it. One
1: last Syrah, huh? Yeah.
3: 62, though, is pretty old.
1: It is. It is. Probably in say 80s, that would have been an absolutely amazing match. Wow.
3: Yeah, like Jake the Snake from the God 80s. God damn, that would have been. That's versus really... Bray Wyatt from today. Oh, Seriously. my God. That would have been, like, spooky mm. and creepy. and.
1: Yeah, that would have been really entertaining. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. absolutely. Probably But it's a shame we probably will never see that. So. Yeah. Anyway.
3: Anyway. Uh, so, there you go. That's the news.
1: All right. Let's take a break. And now let's start winding things down here. So we are back. Uh, Just a few things I want to finish up uh, the podcast with. Uh, I got to play some funny clips that I found. Uh, So let's do the first one. I'm just very intrigued with this one. This might not be very good, but it might be very classic. So this is from Wrestling LOL on Facebook, and I was intrigued by this. So so hold on. Let me. Start this. Wait, as...
3: Set it up for people first. Okay, so
1: basically we got this guy that looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. A no, very... he
3: doesn't. He looks nothing like. But Steve he, Boston.
1: you can tell that that's what he's trying to be. I know
3: because he has a jacket that says Stone Cold. He he's... literally looks like Cheech Marin. No, with, he does not look like Cheech. He looks he's like a big Cheech mustache. God. Anyway, and bald head.
1: He's not Mexican. He doesn't even look Mexican. He
3: looks Mexican. No, he doesn't. Ben Anyway.
1: Anyway, but uh, I'll, I'll post a clip. So let's see. This might be pretty good. So hold on.
3: So he's where in a fast food? It looks
1: like a fast food joint. So I don't know what this is, but someone said it was supposed to be good. All right. Well, let's see. We'll take a risk.
3: ...to this
0: Whopper Junior, son. I want a big man. No problem, sir. Hey, look, you're bigger than me. I'm out of here. I ain't wrestling you. Yeah, you're doing right lay on my Because I'm going to whoop this son of a bitch's little ass. It's not a McDonald's. Yeah, you damn right, this ain't McDonald's. This is a damn Burger King Whopper. And I'm going to whoop its ass, son, right now, I'm going to stomp a mud hole in this Whopper Junior. And walk it dry, and that's the bottom line. The a piece of of right. 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 Give me That's right. Stone Cold. Is that stone Cold right. that yeah, totally good. You know what? I don't need no damn offer. I don't need no damn big Mike. You know what? I got a Stone Cold Steve Weiser. I got a damn Stone Cold Steve Weiser here. I got another Stone Cold Steve Weiser.
1: <laughs> oh my God! Wow. So, I'll post the rest of the video. It's just kind of stupid. I'm like, wow. It is dumb. Obviously. And it's obviously, you could tell the guy's just fucking around. And yeah, like... but that
3: McDonald's is, like, so ridiculously crowded that the people aren't even reacting to him because they're no. so busy I know trying to hand out these Big Macs It could have been funnier with us. It would have been funnier if it had been a smaller crowd. There's literally, like, a hundred people standing waiting in line at this McDonald's.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, they're so
3: busy trying to get the food out to all these people who are standing. That was not funny at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Done.
0: Don't even post it. People don't need to see that shit. Not
3: Funny.
1: Next, what else? Oh my god, wow, brutal.
3: What else you Fucking got? That was bru-
1: funny. Okay, well I thought it was pretty funny, but okay, that's fine.
3: The McDonald's was so crowded, nobody even heard him.
1: <sighs> Alright. And anyway, this is mostly just a quick shout out to our friend Chris Evans and Johnny Suave. Uh both <coughs> in uh Phoenix area. No, excuse me. They live in Tucson? I don't even know. Somewhere Arizona. I'm fucking, they fucking live in Arizona and I'm so sorry. But no, they actually get quite a bit of ring time in Arizona. So it's so funny. But uh, they started playing uh, drunken video games now. So they, they'll they record themselves playing, they're totally shit faced in that. Oh, so Jesus. the popularity of this Friday the 13th game is everywhere. I I, I, I've i seen, seen it. it I, night. you know, it, it interests me for a, for a slight minute or so. And I'm like, eh, nah, I'd rather go back to playing Gears of War or, or something else. But, I just want to play this because it was just so stupid. It's so they're so stupid. They're such dorks. Hold
0: on. Blinked once, just wide eyed the entire time, like he's on shrooms. God. Oh God! I'm tripping balls, oh. man. Oh, yeah. oh God! God.
2: Hit, him. Hit him with the bat. Man. I'm gonna choke him. Nope, he's got him. Yep, but yeah. Oh, Damn! He fucking flew, dude, look at that! He fucking launched his ass.
0: <laughs> that was amazing. Look at him. Here I go! I'm gonna go kill him!
2: <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna make you proud, Mom. <laughs> Fix that shit, girl. What is this doing? Nope, she was. She had, oh! She had a fuse on He's her. He's on him, but look at.
0: She's go Kenyan. the other way, go the she's other She's Kenyan, way. she can run the a thousand miles an hour. Come on, you Bolt. both. Oh yeah.
2: She's fighting back. <laughs> nope. Uh, Done. Face down, ass up. That's the way we like to book. Look at the position she was like planted in. She's like posing. She's not even dead, she's like posing. How is she still planking at this point? Hey, Heel Punk died
0: with
1: us Oh shit, here we go So stupid Anyway, so Just a quick shout out to those doofus It's like, let's just get totally drunk One night and let's just
3: Play, video, play games. video games
1: and be really stupid. So I just couldn't help but to laugh. I thought it was funny. So uh, keep Maybe it up. You have to watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's it was mostly just a shout out to my <laughs> friends. So it just it's hilarious. So <laughs> just keep it up. I, I think you might be onto something. So yeah, yeah. So it might need to be refined just a bit. But uh, like audio sounded kind of uh, sort of. But it was it was the premise of it is pretty funny. So two yes, wrestlers absolutely. getting drunk and playing video games. Yeah, I, I, there's people that are way that we'll into watch will watch that and uh, should watch that. Uh, last thing I need to talk about real quick is this uh, incident that occurred in San Diego. Okay, the what inci- incident. What happened? incident? Dun dun dun! Brave wrestling or that brave organization oh, that, that fuck over the, the whole, the whole, all these Everything. guys, the, the fans. fans. You oh, know, God really, God. go fuck yourselves. Seriously, I don't mean to, you know, not be positive here, but go fuck yourselves. Whoever the the promoter was, go fuck yourselves. It needs to go away. Oh, man. Seriously, this is what gives pro wrestling such a bad rep at times. It's not a hard fucking concept. Seriously, it really isn't. I'm always stunned. And I know someone's... But, you but John, you what happened. Yeah. So, okay. So, basically, we had uh, a promoter running the show for the first time. Now, people will say, well, hey, wait a minute. Joey Ryan ran a show for the first time. But he has some experience in the fucking business. Right. So, it sounds like this guy was... I don't know who the fuck this guy was. But decided to have these big name talent come in, so they got these guys come in and they don't get a fucking uh, paycheck whatsoever. They do actually even go to the venue. They're practicing for the matches, and then like an hour yeah, they're before, they're
3: prepping for the match. And
1: then they said, "There's good. The show has been canceled because we didn't sell enough tickets. We only have twenty people here.
3: Under twenty.
1: Under twenty people here.
3: Whose fucking fault is that? Right. Because yeah, because you said you didn't see any kind of flyers or very minimal or whatever. Very it. minimal."
1: And you wonder why not under twenty people showed up? It's it's just outrageous. He should
3: have been out there flyering every. I mean, I guess I guess it must have gotten and...
1: heated, and I it, it was bad. Yeah, the
3: cops were called, and
1: that was absolutely absurd, That's and just sad. it just fucked up for the fans and for the Miami's workers,
3: guys. This is their living. They make they make their money when they come out to your show, and if they agree to do your show, then they can't do anybody else's show.
1: You know, uh... And I'm just so fucking annoyed about that. I Yeah, and someone's going to say, well, John, you never were a promoter. But it, the concept is not a hard one, Pay people. Pay your workers. You know, you raise the funds. Before you fucking, like, I'm, like if I were theoretically do the S.E.R., you know, wrestling organization or whatever. You know, the first thing that comes into mind is I need my workers. Okay, how much is this going to cost me? So then make a tally of all the people I want on that show and then write down. How much money that's going to cost to go hire the talent? How much money is it for the referee? The how ring. much for the, so the ring? All that and then writing it down to get an, an actual total of what this is going to cost me. What's coming out of
3: pocket? Everything. The the how much is what's the venue? How much is the yes, venue going to all cost? all of it. You? How much what, how much are they providing? Are they going to provide chairs or do I have to provide yes, chairs? Yes, do I have to chair, rent need, those? What about tables? Do I need to rent tables for guys to set up their merch? What, like yeah, all of that.
1: Exactly. So you w- do a quick tally of or a a, a running Total of And
3: then you check your fucking bank account and see if you have that money. And yes. if you don't, then you say, gee, I can't hold a wrestling show.
1: Exactly. End of story. Pretty much, yes. It don't ha- or you know, work your ass off, you know, your day job, set the money aside so that you could take a gamble, okay? And then try to figure out okay, how can I re- how can I come up with the money? Or how will I? Then I I
3: gotta pay myself back.
1: How do I? Yes, basically. And
3: and if I make and then then you hustle Hustle. because then you're like I gotta pay myself back because I just so I'm gonna be hustling yeah because I just spent all of my own money to put this thing together and so then I gotta pay my so then you're out there hustling you're online and you're sending out flyers and you're calling people and you're getting out every weekend and throwing flyers down at other wrestling shows exactly. You're getting out on social media and you're promoting the show and all of this stuff, because then it's your money that you're you're playing around with not the fan money,
1: yeah, exactly, that, and so just, therefore the that's risk just stupid
3: that's the just risk it should be on you, yes, it's yeah, not that's a hard like concept business you know running a business one oh one Yeah. It's, you're idiotic if you do anything else,
1: and if you sell enough tickets and you make your money back even better, you Great, break then even then, and if you, or anything maybe more.
3: you make a little profit,
1: oh, yeah, there you go,
3: because you hustled and you were out there pounding the pavement. Putting out flyers and putting stuff online and advertising the fuck out of your show. Don't but, make it that you pull all these guys in and then you're like, whoops, I only sold 20 tickets. Sorry, can't guys, pay you. Can't fuck pay you. Fuck you. That's No, horrible. that's not.
1: Yeah, that's, that's uh, uh, just it's a fucking sorry It really yet. isn't. So it really is that simple. I yeah, it literally
3: a, is that simple. Yeah. You you add it all up on a piece of paper and then you go log on to your bank account and you see what number get is higher or get a loan. Yeah.
1: Get a loan. Okay. This is how much money I need to run this show. Okay, this is how much I theoretically need to sell my tickets so that I can come make my money so I can back. Break even, maybe break even, maybe make a profit,
3: and then maybe I can sell some. But stuff. But you know what? Me.
1: There's a lot of shady assholes like that. There was I heard Jack Evans from uh, AAA was asked, and he put it on his Twitter. Like some promoter would say, "Oh, well, just fly yourself in, and we'll make you know we'll compensate you once you're here." oh, no. uh, uh, fuck you. No, I don't Sorry. think so. Sorry, bro. Sorry, uh, but anyway,
3: fly yourself in, and then we're gonna pop, buy you a hot dog, and give you gas money to get back yeah. to the airport. So
1: fuck, go man. fuck yourselves, whoever ran that thing, and you know just oh anyway. Yeah,
3: absolutely. That Sorry, <sighs> God,
1: had to get that out of my. <laughs> that, uh, sucks. that just blows. Well, and
3: that's just stupid. I mean, honestly, seriously, you don't run the show hoping that you're gonna make enough to pay the guys. You make sure you have the money in the bank before you. You even call these people and ask them to come work your show.
1: Exactly. So Don't waste their
3: time. True that. Seriously. These guys, this is how they make their living. That yeah. It sucks.
1: It does. And anyway. That fires
3: me up, too, honestly. Don't be an idiot. Don't. What is that? I told you not to be stupid, you moron. Yeah. That's what you need, that sound effect.
1: Yeah, it is. So, whatever. But, uh, yeah, go fuck yourselves. All right. So, let's uh, wrap things up. Next week, we are going to be interviewing, and I finally have the dates. Uh, We're going to be interviewing our good friend, Justin Borden. (laughs) So we have a lot of questions regarding uh, his time in PWG. Lucha Underground and whatever comes in that dis- uh, conversation should be a lot of fun. So
3: Yeah, considering he's my coworker.
1: <laughs> exactly, your co-worker. I didn't you even did, know uh, he
3: worked there until like
1: about year, yesterday yeah, or a whatever, few days ago, like, something yeah, like that. Seriously. But that should be a lot of fun, our very first interview, and uh, <laughs> kind of about it. So anyway, uh, last few things. Uh, give uh, our friend uh, Jimbo a follow to get any news about the Xbox show. I think it's an Xbox uh, X-Pac One, Two, Three, Sixty show. Uh, so just follow. It's
3: really complicated. It name.
1: is. It's a, it's a little hard to, but whatever. It is what it is. Uh, you can follow him Why didn't he
3: just call it One, Two, Three, Sixty?
1: I think it is. Well, X- I don't know. That's just like
3: 1, Xbox One Two Three Six. That's like a okay. lot of well,
1: stuff. Well, then take it up with X-Pac then. He
3: needs a better title.
1: Oh, Jesus. Here we go.
3: How about just X-Pac One? That'd be better. <laughs>
1: Anyway, so follow our friend Jimbo. Yeah. At, I believe he is uh, Jimbo at The Booth uh, on Twitter. But to follow him, also our friends at Solo Restroom Cinema. I'll have to harass Honor and I to find out when we're going to be yeah, on. you said we were going to uh, He hit me up like two weeks ago, but we were in the process of getting the new microphone so the system wasn't ready, and we were still in school. So uh, he figured he would ask us later. So. Anyway, that's our show. Uh, we will... I hope
3: he chooses something with Brooke Hogan. Her uh, movies are always so bad. Well, there's
1: a new movie with, um, oh, God, what's his name? Uh, Johnny Mundo, where he's a bounty hunter, and the the video went direct to a video uh, on uh, <laughs> oh, Walmart. Oh,
3: man. Uh, don't get me wrong. I,
1: I love his Watch wrestling them. work, and I'm a big fan awesome. of his, but... Whew, that, that sounds, sounds like so that sounds like a total clusterfuck. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So I, do I might bring with. bring. What's it bring, called? I don't know. It, it just came out. I saw the video. Everybody's promoting the hell out of it. You know, to support a wrestler, but it, it sounds like it's it's a bad one. That's funny. Uh, a bounty hunter who uses par, parkour in his. <laughs> exactly. So it should be interesting. Anyway, so. <laughs>
3: Ah, oh God! You're kidding. That no. is so funny. No. I just imagine this guy, like, with his little shoes on, jumping over <laughs> walls and stuff, trying something to
1: like that. Chase
3: down a bunch of nerds who are playing <laughs> <laughs>
1: punk. I think oh you're a nerd. God,
3: seriously, I, something. It has,
1: yeah. It's, <laughs> so it sounds pretty fucking funny. Oh, Lord, but anyway, that
3: sounds awful. <laughs> it, it kind of does. And and oh my God. The, oh, my God. Anyway. I just can't even imagine <laughs> this jumping over walls and flipping around and everything. And like, I gotcha. I'm going to put the handcuffs on you because you're going to jail, bud. Exactly. Oh, my God. That just sounds really terrible. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, it is what it is. I'll bring it up to Honor Night at Soil Restaurant Cinema. Follow them at signosafury.com. Anyway, we are out uh, we'll catch you guys next week. I'll leave you guys with uh, eh, sort of wrestling related. Uh, just recently, uh, Alistair Black announced, uh, was doing announcements for certain bands. And so, if you weren't aware, NXT is playing or doing their shows at the Download Festival in England. Oh, it's yeah. known for its rock, really extreme stuff. And Aleister Black made an uh, announcement or uh, introduced this band, Orange uh, Code Orange. So, why not? It's my show. I can play whatever the hell I want. Once again, keep it PMA, and uh, we'll watch, uh, check you guys out next week. So here is some a little bit of Code Orange, and we are out. Bye. Bye. Hey, unemployed wrestling fans. This is Degenerate Honor Night from the award-winning Soiled Restroom Cinema Podcast.
2: We don't know wrestling, but we do know crappy films. Each week on SRC, myself and co-cinematic flushers Dede Kongorilla and Dede Natalie Grace Scour the bottles of Netflix, Voodoo, and Amazon Instant Video to bring you the absolute worst in streamy movies that Hollywood has to offer. So when you tap out of the action here on Steel Cage Radio, head on over to signalsoffury.com.
1: We're here to flush it so you don't have to see it. i it. Burn my cards